There really is a, a great danger in preaching that you can start to think that what you're supposed to preach about is what you're thinking about. It's really my job to be saying what I think to you, and it's really not my job. The preacher has the job of John the Baptist, who was a preacher. Just to remind people over and over again, the one who is coming after me is greater than I. The job of Christians, the job of preachers, uh, is just to point beyond ourselves to the person who really matters. And that frees me from having to give perfect homilies and from strange self-expectations that frees you to listen to God's Word. When I preach, or when I prepare to preach, sometimes uh, I'll make some notes to myself over the course of the week, but at a certain point I try to stop, and after thinking about kind of what's percolating in my mind, just to say, God, what do you want to say? And sometimes the answer is more clear than at other times. As I prayed that this week, this verse, which I think is from Jeremiah, came to my mind. It's what God wants to say. You are precious in my sight, and glorious, and I love you. That's what the Father wants to say to us. You are precious in my sight, and glorious, and I love you. God the Father said to Jesus at his baptism, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. And because we are joined to Jesus in baptism, we're united with him in a way almost beyond our imagining. God says those words to us at all times. You are my beloved son, my beloved daughter. With you I am well pleased. We have high expectations of ourselves. We can be hard on ourselves. We can compare ourselves with other people. Other people can put us down, can create those expectations. But God says, you are my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. You know, Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He was sinless. And he didn't need to be joined into the body of Christ. He was the body of Christ. But he did it for a number of reasons, one of which was to give us a model of humility. Now you think about John the Baptist. People thought he was the Messiah, and if he had said he was the Messiah, people would have come out in droves, even greater droves than they had to follow him. And Jesus, at that point, nobody really thought he was the Messiah. Nobody knew who he was. He barely had any followers. And you know there are those situations in life sometimes where you think, if I'm really honest right now, if I tell people the truth, if I either say something that's kind of embarrassing about myself, or I kind of hold back and don't, be, don't tell people something that's kind of impressive about yourself, they're going to think less of me. You ever had a thought like that? Maybe once or twice. We can imagine that, that maybe Christ was even tempted not to be baptized. Because he might have thought, I'm God from God, like from like, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. But if I go and submit myself to being baptized under John the Baptist's hand, people might not realize who I am. They might not understand or find out. 
And God, knowing our hearts so well, gives us this example that when Jesus humbles himself in this situation that might, the natural way you look at it, lead people not to understand who he was, that's when God the Father reveals most clearly who Jesus is. You are my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We, we can only learn that and understand that if we're willing to be open and humble like Jesus was. And you know, it's really that space where we're willing to let Jesus say, this is my beloved with whom I am well pleased, that saves us from violence. We've seen violence in our country this week, and in a lot of ways, it's a spilling over of violence that's happened on all sides and all different ways over the course of the last six months. But even that is just an image and a spilling over of violence that has been in the human heart since the Garden of Eden. And you can blame this group of people for that or that group of people for this. You can ascribe causes. But ultimately, we can know that we will not act in a way that is violent if we listen to the voice of the Father saying to us, this is my beloved with whom I am well pleased. Thank God for Christianity and for Judaism because in every space left to our own devices, we will try to blame other people for the world's problems. We will inevitably signal out somebody else who is the cause and who is the blame and thank God for God and his revelation to us because the scriptures give us permission to say something really beautiful. I'm part of the problem. G.K. Chesterton was invited at the turn of the 20th century to write uh, an essay. It was part of a series of essays that different writers were commissioned uh, to put in a paper about what's wrong with the world. And everybody else wrote very nice long essays. And Chesterton, who was a pretty incredible essayist in himself, just wrote a very, very short column. He said, and published in this paper the words, I am. What's wrong with the world? I am. And we need the voice of the Father to speak into our hearts, or else we will, for the rest of our lives, blame other people for all of the world's problems, without acknowledging that there is violence in our own hearts that needs to be rooted out and torn up, and that the only thing that can do that is the blood of the Lamb who was baptized for us, who has brought us into his life, and who gives us his own victimhood. Jesus entered violence. He died on a cross and gives us his body and blood to know that he's with us in the midst of this, and that he is here to transform it and to make this world that has so many problems and our hearts, which so don't want to hear this good news, transformed, able to hear those words, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him.